0: Shanghai Chronicles, hey, Shanghai Chronicles, hey, Shanghai Chronicles, hey. hey, 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 pop it cuz it's Shanghai Chronicles, hey, pop it cuz it's Shanghai, Shanghai Chronicles, hey, I got the tea, I got the tea, I got the tea, if you don't pop it with me, he, I got the tea. I got the tea at Shanghai. Got the tea. I got the tea at Shanghai. Chronicle. Shanghai. Hey. Chronicle. Hey. Shanghai. Damn America. Twerk something. What you won't do? I got the tea. Shanghai. Chronicle. Shanghai. Chronicle. Hey. Twerk it. Twerk it. Shanghai. Hey. Chronicle. Shanghai. Chronicle. Shanghai. Hey good people, welcome to Shanghai Chronicles. This is episode 103, Mamba Mentality. I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend and are ready for this good Monday, okay, okay. Um, so we have a lot to discuss. Um, this show is, you know, dedicated to Kobe Bryant, um, his daughter Gigi, and all the other victims that uh, died in the plane crash that occurred last Sunday, Um, So that's why we named it Mamba Mentality, or that's why I named it Mamba Mentality. Um, So, you know, we'll just start the show like we always do with our same, you know, topics, uh, things like that. So, of course, I started off with Damn America. So Damn America, we lost a legend. So, you know, Kobe Bryant, uh, on Sunday, he was taking his daughter to... um, Uh, basketball practice and or basketball game one of them that they were going to go do and he always goes by helicopter of course we know this about kobe we learned this about kobe throughout his time with the lakers that he always you know would do a helicopter when he's going somewhere because of all the traffic in la so you know he bought a helicopter within his time being with the lakers um so on last sunday him and his daughter and a couple of her teammates uh coaches they got on that um on a helicopter there, and they were in a crash, and all of them you know passed away um so when I heard the news, I literally was at work on Sunday, and i'm like, you know I was going through my phone, and I strolled. And I think I seen it on. I don't know if it was TMZ site, something it was on the explore page and I come across it and I'm like, no, this is fake. I'm like, no, this is crazy. I'm like, this is the same shit they did to Lamar Odom. I'm like, no. So then I'm in a group and I had screenshotted it because I'm like, OK, I'm going to send this in a group chat. And then I'm about to send in a group chat and I see my friend, um, not Emma. She's like, Shay, please tell me that Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant did not die. And I was like, girl, I'm trying to figure this out, too, because I seen the on Internet and I see TMZ posted. So I'm just like, no. And she's like, bitch, you have to give me the information. I'm like, I am like literally trying. So then I go into TMZ's website. And it's, like, taking forever to, like, load and load and load. So, I'm like, okay, what's going on? So, then I get in a group chat with all the guys. And I'm like, did y'all hear this? Did y'all see this? They're like, yeah, this is probably not true. TMZ took their site down, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, no way. So, I still go into everything. Um, I still look at everything and... I just see more reports just coming and coming. So finally, TMZ put the site back up. And finally on Twitter, it's starting to trend everything. So finally, other news sites, credible sites, not saying that TMZ is not credible, but they just do doing some shady shady stuff. So I saw like the New York Times, the Washington Post, like people started pulling up the story. So then my dad calls me, and he's like, "Did you hear?" And I'm like, "Dad, I, you know, I was thinking to myself like, this is not true. This is a rumor." And he's like, "No, they actually like stopped the college basketball game. They put it across the screen, and it's breaking news." And I'm like, "Wow, this is this is a. I'm like, this is some. This is really it." So I see the news. I'm just like, "No way. I'm like, no fucking way. Like, I'm like." I don't believe this. Like, this is not true. So then they were saying that five other people were in the crash. So, you know, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, five other people. I was like, okay, please don't tell me it was all the daughters in him. Like, no, there's no way. So then, you know, I'm talking about that. So then in the group chat with the guys, the guy's like, oh, Lynn, they're saying that the daughter was in there. And I'm like no, no way. I'm like, no way. So I'm not believing any of these things. So then some more confirmation coming out, more confirmation coming out. And it was confirmed that his second oldest daughter was in the crash, Gigi. And when I heard that, my heart just instantly dropped. Like, it dropped when Kobe, you know, when I confirmed Kobe. But when I heard that the daughter, I was just like, I was, like, numb. Like, it was a feeling that was just, like, unbelievable. Like, unbelievable. And, you know, I think for some people... I think they could probably, you know, process that it's Kobe, you know, fatal accident, whatever. But the fact that it was his daughter and then it's confirmed that other young kids her age was on there and a mother and a husband, wife. And it was just like, okay. so I do remember like I was on the phone with my friends and I think I think throughout this whole time that this has been reported, I think i've I've cried like maybe three times, and I don't think it's more so because you know I've had had someone close to me pass or anything like that. I think it's just more so just the feeling of knowing that something like this can occur, so I'm just thinking to myself like damn vanessa she just lost her husband, she just lost her 13 year old daughter, and then now she has to be strong for a seven month old, a three year old, and a 17 year old. So, you know, it was just beyond. And then the other victims, you know, it was a guy on there with her, his wife, and daughter, and they left behind a daughter and a son and then there was a wife on there. She left behind a husband and kids. Like it's just, you know, and then there was a wife and her daughter on there that left behind a husband and siblings that they have. And just thinking about people's families. And just thinking about that they were going to do things that they loved, which was be coach younger people. The girls were going to, you know, look at a basketball practice, like at a game, you know, things like that. And when more information came out, this pilot is very high profile pilot. Like everyone, you know, came out and said they'd used him before. Kylie Jenner says she used him before. Kawhi Leonard, you know, remembers conversations with the pilot. And it was just alarming and it was just shocking that, you know, here he is this experienced pilot. They said it was very foggy in LA, like so foggy that you really couldn't really see. And, you know, then something like this occurs. And so when you look back on it, like, you know, Kobe Bryant to like how the kids now have LeBron James. We back in the day, like growing up in the 90s, we had Kobe Bryant. Like Kobe Bryant was like our Michael Jordan. He, you know, played in sitcoms that we watched. Moesha, Sister Sister. You know, we remember him from going to go to the prom with Brandy, and that like sparked up like rumors that they were probably dating or you know whatever like that. So, just something like this hits so you know close to home and you know the NBA world is like very affected by it and then when you just see you know you hear different stories about Kobe just his mentality about life his mentality about the game of basketball it just makes you really want to sit down Write out your goals, focus, and just make sure you can be the best you can be. And, you know, I did see some things people were like, oh, you know, Kobe passed away. People talking about they're going to make men's with people, this, that, and the third. I believe that God puts certain people in your life for a reason. And certain people he removes from your life for a reason. And so, you know, just because someone has passed away and you and someone else didn't, you know, see eye to eye or whatever case may be. I think the only thing that you can do is pray about it. And I don't think it's a thing where you should question God's judgment because of the simple fact that he knows and does things in your life for a reason. So I was also, you know... people and seeing people you know this new news anchor on ESPN she you know talked about Kobe being a girl dad and you know I saw that you know trending and you know the thing um about that is that I just hope that we keep the same energy Continue to be girl dads, continue to post your children, continue to be, you know, the best father or mother that you can be, you know, continue to be those role models, continue to have that mamba mentality. And, you know, it's um, certain lessons that we learn in life and certain things that we go through in life that we're not always going to be out on top, but you can always inspire to be on top and inspired to be, you know, that person. So, you know, when I looked at, you know, different stories about Kobe and I um, looked at his documentary that he did with Spike Lee, it was just fascinating because I'm looking at him on the court playing basketball and he's literally on the court coaching his teammates, like literally, and they're like listening to everything he's saying they're he's guiding them, you know he's you know making all the plays, helping them. Then when he set out for the fourth quarter, he still helped them from the bench like it was just that type of skill that he had that I've like never seen that before, like never seen it before, and it was just it it was beautiful. And you know I'm watching it. And you know when he's leaving, his daughters are there on, on there, like Natalia and Gigi, mm-hmm. and they were like younger. So you know he's picking them up after. And like no, no, they meet him after he get out the locker room. Vanessa and he, and when he see when he saw his daughters, he just like lit up. Like a smile it was just like on his face. He just couldn't like stop smiling. And, you know, that was just beautiful, you know, beautiful to see. Um, you know, my crazy self. <laughs> I told my friend, I'm like, you know, I don't know if I'll be content with this until I see, you know, like the inside of the plane. Like, I want to see, like, where they were sitting, how they were sitting. Was he sitting next to her? Was she sitting next to Like, Like, what, what was going on in there? Like, I just feel like I just need to see that. I don't know why. Maybe because I'm just nosy as hell. But you know, something, I need to see something. But I think I came more so content with it when I saw, you know, Vanessa post some things. And, you know, she's been posting throughout the, you know, couple of weeks and days. So um, it's been really good to see that. It's just, you know, when you lose, when we lose these um, celebrities, it's like, you know, they're, to some people, they're role models. That's what they inspire to be. That's what they inspired to come um, become. But, you know, some people don't understand that the level of fame, you may think you want it, but it's also about can you handle it? And I think when it came to Kobe Bryant, just coming straight out of high school, you know, 18, 17 in the NBA, you know, he really trained himself And really had um, the drive and the focus to be the best basketball player that he could be. And along with that, you know, he had the fame that he also had to take on. And I think when it came to that part of his life, I think that he you know, continue to stay reserved, continue to have, you know, his goals and, you know, continue to have a certain type of mentality that is hard to keep when you're dealing with fame. And I think the main thing is he didn't let fame wear him out. Like he didn't let fame uh, determine and distinguish his next goal in life you know he just you know thought about this his family and you know just thought about you know what he really wanted to focus and what he really wanted in life so I thought that was I I, I commend him for that Um, I know the city of Los Angeles is probably like broken you know because he did a lot for the city and just looking back, you know, first, you know, we lost Nipsey a year ago. Now it's Kobe. You know, just certain people, legends that um just had a good impact on, you know, certain things that they did. So, you know, I just hope people would continue to still uplift these people and continue to not just care about them when they're gone, you know, try to still, you know, call and check on a certain friend or call or check on a certain loved one because, you know, you never know when God is ready for you to have your time. So, you know, unfortunately, it was a very devastating um, situation, but I feel that, you know, God wouldn't put in anything on us that we couldn't bear. And, you know, God, you know, this. I know a lot of people are like, questioning or trying to figure out why God, you know, would take this little girl and, you know, take, you know, all her classmates and teammates and stuff at such a young age. But, you know, the thing about it is you never question him because we know that, you know, without him, we wouldn't have life. So, You know, certain things that, certain situations that we probably would never understand, but we just know that we need to be thankful for them. So, you know, uh, we, we lost the legend, but, you know, his memories of, you know, good stories, memories of whatever is our favorite Kobe play, you know, memories of memories of him just being Kobe, you know. So I, th- I came across this thing that I thought it was so funny, um, something that he did to one of the players. So they said in 2003, this player named Luke, he showed up hungover to practice, smelling, and Kobe could smell the alcohol. And he could see the weakness on him because it's hungover. So Kobe ordered Luke to guard him the entire practice. And told the rest of the team that nobody was allowed to help Luke on defense. And when he did that, Kobe dropped 70 plus points on him. Like 70. And, you know, that kind of was just a teaching moment. Like, you know, it's just like, dude, you know, you got basketball practice. Why would you hang out all night, get drunk and now you done come over, hung over to practice? No. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. So this is what I'm going This is how I'm going to fix this situation. And it's probably going to let you know. And you'll realize, like, hey, I can't go get drunk before I have practice. Because I ain't going to be worth shit for the team, for nobody, not even for myself. You know? So I thought that was thought that was hilarious. I thought it was, thought it was really cute. So, um... You know, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, Gigi, uh, the pilot, um, the other families that were definitely on the helicopter at the time. Um, You know, my prayers are with Vanessa, her family, the Bryant family, like all families that are, you know, were affected. And, you know, just try to make sure that you live your life to the fullest, that you make sure you put God first in any and everything that you do. And then, you know, always make sure that you continue to have and be uh, the best person that you can be, even if you don't have that Mamba mentality as of yet, just try to you know get there. Try to you know figure things out. For you can have that mentality. If you're a type of person and you know Kobe was your role model and he helped you get through this or he helped you realize that, then you know try to continue it. Try to you know still feel. That inspiration is just by, you know, seeing different clips that he had or, you know, watching different interviews that he, you know, did or whatever the case may be. So, you know, it's just it's just certain ways and things that uh, would change your perspective on life. And unfortunately, he said that with some people is when someone passes away. But uh hopefully, people will just get a different aspect and different perspective on you know what they wanna do with themselves and you know when it comes to life. so shall' see um so, our next damn America topic is why are the suicide rates for black kids so high? so I came across this um article, and I read it. And uh, let me see, I'm pulling it up now. Okay, so this article kind of you know sparked up conversation, it kind of just showed you know, showed some statistics and things. So, uh Basically, it's kind of showing that the teen suicide rates for black children are increasing since 2000. And so in 2006 and then in 2018, um, national data revealed that among children aged five to 11, black children had the highest of death by suicide uh, for the years of twenty two thousand eight 2008 to 2012. 59 black youth died by society up from fifty-four in the years two thousand and three and two thousand and seven. Um so they're saying that this is compared to like I guess they did like a um in, in twenty fifteen they did like a study at a centers for disease control and prevention. And it's like a report that they ran like a youth risk behavior survey, something they did. Um, They reported compared to non-Hispanic white boys, black high school age boys are more likely to have made serious suicide attempts that require, you know, medical um, attention. Now, with this. I don't know if most of this is kinda streaming from, you know, kids being bullied in school or, you know, they come from, you know, not stable home environments, um, or if it's because they just feel that, you know, they're not worth enough in, in life. Um When it comes to the black community or the you know, the younger black kids, I feel that things that are around them, things that are presented, like the social media, the videos it kind of just portrays uh, black people not to be accepted or worthy. here in the you know just here in America and I think with kids being bullied because of their skin color or because of their hair or you know sexuality whatever the case may be they see this and they think you know I'm not good enough I'm not worth it you know they tell they people say that black people are this black people are that and you know they they bring that into their minds and has them you know thinking like you know what's the point of me even being here i'm not good enough i'm not you know worthy enough people don't you know care and i think it just hurts so much because our younger generation, uh, black generation, uh, kids, they're very smart. Uh, they, they're very creative. Um, they're very, um, their things are limited to them now, as far as like growing up, like different activities and, you know, different things for them to do. Because, like, when I was a kid, you know, growing up, I had an, you know, after-school program. I was able to, like, be in, you know, things. And, you know, there were different programs to do. And it's like now, for the youth, they don't have these programs anymore. Nothing is being funded. Nothing is there for, you know, the kids to really do to, you know, keep them entertained. Keep them, you know, just wanting to... Stay head above water, you know, like stay out of the streets or what, you know, stay out of trouble, you know, things like that. Um, This guy, he said um, his name is Kevin Early and he did an interview. uh, I think he did an interview with this African-American pastor and he said that suicide is a white thing. And that black people are accustomed to struggling through life challenges without succumbing to suicide. Uh, They concluded that black people see suicide as a white thing. But it's a myth that black people do not die by suicide. And you know, it's crazy because that statement is a little is a little true because, you know, black people we've been through so much in America and then you know our parents struggle and go through so much so that we don't have the struggle in in America and go through you know things that they've been through and you know you always hear them say like oh that person is uh mentally ill well that's a that's a that's a white thing or you know they're in there, you know, cutting themselves or, you know, doing harm to themselves. Oh, that's a white thing. Like, black, black people ain't doing that. We ain't cutting up our body and, you know, doing things like that. No way. And it's just crazy to know that it is a thing. And it's a thing that has never become a priority or has never, uh, people really don't, you know, speak on it. I think um, the younger generation now, they just have, you know, like I said, everything around them, everything that's coming to them you know, they probably feel that they're not beautiful. They probably feel that they're not uh, pretty enough or they're not skinny enough. So these are certain things that come through their mind. And, you know, they see these Instagrams and, you know, the Facebooks and the things like that. So, you know, certain things come through their minds and they're just like, oh, well, you know, why do I need to be here? I don't need to be here anymore, you know. There's nothing left for me here in life and then these things these ideas start portraying in their heads and then they start to believe them and you know then this is how we get these high suicide rates for our community um they also mentioned too and this is a thing that there's a stigma about mental illness and the feeling that One be one people may be outcast or further ignored, and that may keep black you from sharing their thoughts. You know, people don't like to hear someone call them crazy, and you know, people don't like to hear them, you know, call them mental. But there are children that deal with with these things and these are conversations that we should simply have in a household it's okay if you're feeling depressed and if you you know open up and talk to your parents and talk to your close friends about it because with depression there comes certain levels of where you feel that you are being um pushed away and, you know, your people are not understanding you and, you know, then that's when the things start to play. Um, It just really, it just really kind of like hit me because I've never was a person that thought that something like this would be something that is so high for us as far as the black community because honestly you know I I was one of those people that you know was like oh that's a white thing like black kids they not doing nothing like that hell no and just like reading this article and just taking certain inserts from it and just like just looking at certain things I'm like you know our youth is just so you know it's, it's 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 sad it's it's you know it's heartbreaking because they probably feel like they don't have anyone they probably feel like that you know they're alone in this world and you know they just probably wish that if they weren't here certain things wouldn't have occurred you know this the black boy in Tennessee or somebody wouldn't have got shot or this black boy here he you know it's just certain things um that just really come about um and I hope I'm just like I hope I'm making sense about it um and you know unfortunately this doesn't seem to be a thing just like all these young black girls are missing this doesn't seem to be a thing about the suicide rates for black kids um I just pray that we can uh, be able to come together help the youth no matter what color or you know ethnic background they may come from or may be but the youth is the youth is today you know the youth is our tomorrow they are the ones that you know, we should love one, we should care for, we should always make sure that they are, you know, put first. And it's just sad to, sad to see and sad to read, you know, these, you know, certain things um, that these kids of these ages, of these age groups, you know, think about. Um, They said that suicide has become a leading cause of death in the US, U.S. among all age groups, but particularly in youth and young adults. It is the second leading cause of death among 10 to 34 year olds. And but those of us who work with black youth may also need to address some myths about like it It needs to be addressed. Like somebody needs to really sit down and just talk about, you know, like when they said like, you know, it comes back to the, the white thing, like the white thing, the black thing, or, you know, this is what black people do. This is what white people do type thing. And and it just feels like this is something that, needs to be educated and talked about and people need to, you know, really kind of address it and not put race on it. And I think just based off of if we have those type of conversations and, you know, we have them day to day and things start to emerge and it becomes popular in the media and, you know, people start to really share life on certain things, we'll be able to save someone. Um, it it said something too here that a study referred to a college age racial ethnic minority people, including African Americans, as hidden uh, hidden idea ideators who are less likely than other youths to disclose thoughts to society because society is occurring in a shockingly young ages. Comprehensive efforts are needed to address this public health problem. Uh, studies suggest that stigma about mental illness and the feeling that one will outcast further or ignored may keep black youth from sharing their thoughts. Also, public health and mental health experts may be unaware that suicide risk factors could show up differently depending on your ethnic group. And that that is true. I mean, I feel like when it comes, like I said before, when it comes to... Um, Black black kids and black youth and their risk and their thoughts is very different, um, very different. And that's just how black kids are being portrayed. No, not even black kids, just how black people are being portrayed in America, so... Um, If you have anybody out there that may be going through any type of depression or anything of that and, you know, they are a young woman or man, um, you just please, like, encourage them. Keep encouraging them. Keep being there for them. Keep listening. Keep helping them. Because our youth today is the tomorrow. They're the people that's going to make the changes. They're the people that are going to be the new leaders and the new professors of tomorrow and of today. So we have to, you know, bring back different programs, bring back different things to keep them occupied, to keep them feeling great about themselves, especially Black little girls and little boys and young Blacks and young teen girls, you know, everything that, a black person does, we have to make sure that it's shown to them in a different light than what America and the media portrays us, you know, and, you know, for all that person that's being bullied in school, you know, it doesn't hurt to go tell someone and, you know, let your parents know, let a teacher know somebody that you confide in because, you know, that particular person that's bullying you, they may have a whole bunch of insecurities about themselves that they're throwing off on you. And you know, that's that's the number one thing, like the number one thing for a majority of the suicides are bullying and mental illness. Those are the top two things. And so if we can't get a hold or get our hand on at least one of them, either it's the bullying or the mental illness, we have to try to focus on something, something, something. So um, damn America, we lost a legend, rest in peace Kobe Bryant. Gigi and all the other uh, victims um, in that crash. And damn America, we have to get these suicide rates for black kids. We have to get it down. Kids of color, they matter. They are tomorrow. And we just need to make sure that if you are have a niece or nephew or a friend of a family and you know they may be you know going through any type of bullying or mental type of illness and they have these thoughts please encourage them you know make sure that you you know are that listening ear for that person so hey let's see if we can change some things so let's get into our rising stars segment we have nicole tinson uh she is 29 years old And, of course, it's Black History Month as well. Um, So she has founded HBCU 20 by 20 Connects. So it connects HBCU students and graduates to jobs and internships. And since 2017, the organization has placed more than 750 HBCU students and alumni into career opportunities and partnered with 43 employees. Employers, I'm sorry. So she's from Atlanta. She went to... Dillard University where she got her bachelor's of arts and science and then she has a master's of arts and science from Yale University So shout out to Nicole Tinson we lift you up girl as our rising star in the first third day of black history month Okay, alright so let's get into some shit so um <laughs> it's been a lot going on um. So it's a lot to discuss. Uh. Hmm. So thanks for. <laughs> so I see that Mendices is home in the twerk something segment. Okay. So this is the twerk something segment. I'm sorry, y'all. Ooh, I lost my train of thought because this segment just got so much going on. Mm. Let's go. So. Uh, Mendeecees is home. So, if anybody knows, Mendeecees is Yandy's husband. Loving hip-hop New York. Okay. He was in jail for some sex trafficking, money laundering, the list goes on. And, apparently, Instagram post came out. He's home. They did this whole little video thing. And showing him throwing away his jail clothes and his Timberlands. Whatever the case may be. And it's just, like, the whole time behind this whole video looks like mona scott is just somewhere in the peripheral view of everything and she's just yelling action and yelling cut because the way that that was all set up and staged it was quite ridiculous okay um first of all you don't have to bring your clothes home from jail okay you could have left them closed there and Once you took him off in the car, or maybe you know what? Maybe I'm guessing he took him off in the car because I'm guessing what happened was this: they picked him up, but no, because I thought. Okay, hold on. I thought when you leave jail, you leave jail and whatever you got locked up in. Yeah, so why the fuck did he have the jail clothes? See, that's why I told. That's why I feel like Mona Scott is behind this because why would he have the jail stuff if? You come if you put on what you come on with, like I didn't understand, whatever. Um, so he has to decide if he's going to do a halfway house or be on house arrest, and of course, I would think that he would take the goddamn house arrest. And, of course, Mona would want him to have house arrest so she can have some good ratings for Love and Hip Hop New York starting next season. Because this season is still going on, which has already been shot, and he's not home. You know, this episode coming up, I think he's, like, blaming blaming Yandy for, like, doing some protests or something. Because that, like, stopped his paperwork. Some shit that don't even make no sense. But... Are we glad you home, C's, Okay, listen, I had a I have a picture with Mandyce when I met him at a club one time, and you know I was gonna put it up and put you know welcome home to my homie, but I you know thought about it. I said you know I don't wanna you know let people know. Or have people thinking that, you know, me and you, you know, had a thing or anything like that. You know, I just met you in the club because, you know, we got the picture together and I'm just cheesing and, you know, looking good and he looking good. So, I didn't want, you know, vlogs or anybody to pick it up to make it seem like, you know, we had a thing, you know. So, that's why I didn't post my picture and say, like, welcome home because I knew the minute that I posted, (laughs) it was going to be some shit. So, I just... Just decided not to, you know? Uh, So, okay. Kim Kardashian gets an orange box. She gets the Ivy Park box. Okay. People was upset. You know, was it last minute? Did she ever get it? And she never posted it. People was like, okay. She sent that to herself. She called Adidas, whatever the case may be. Okay. Listen to this. We do not know if Kim Kardashian and Beyonce are good friends. We don't know if they're acquaintances. We don't know any of that. Okay, What we do know is this. When Beyonce was sending out the Ivy Park, she was sending it out as a marketing thing so she knows that certain people have certain amount of followers and if they wear this, when the launch comes, this is what's going to attract them. They're going to want to wear it. Not saying that Beyonce can't sell out anything herself. She can, but it's about more. Kim Kardashian rules social media. We all know that, okay? And that there's no argument there. She's a... Influencer, she gets the box. She posts the box. She looks good in everything. And when she does that, her followers, when the relaunch comes for Ivy Park, they're gonna be on it because they seen Kim, just like Missy Elliott, who got one, or Reese Witherspoon, whoever. That was all of our marketing strategy. Now. We know Kim was late. She's a mother of four. She has her own little businesses that she has, her own stuff that she has. Yeah, she forgot to post it, probably. And she mentioned that she did. But I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, people make it a big deal because she got an orange box. She got a big orange box. I mean, Kanye is partnered with Adidas. I've never seen kim wear anything besides yeezy when she goes out just lounging so that's one thing so you know maybe the door is open for her and beyonce to be friends we will never know nor do we should care <laughs> okay we shouldn't care at the end of the day she got a box the hive is mad they couldn't believe it and it is what it is, and I feel like she's going to wear the shit, and she's going to look good in the shit, and she's going to promote the shit, and she's going to add Beyonce. And even though Beyonce's not following anybody on fucking Instagram, she sees it. Is she going to send her a thank you on internet? Hell no. <laughs> we know that's not coming. That would be too much of a stretch. So, you know, it's not a big deal. Kim Kardashian got a box. You know, like, people were, like, really making this a thing, and it's not a thing not a thing at all. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, so Rihanna, <laughs> so Rihanna, we know it's, Rihanna is bad. You know, we're waiting for music. Bitch keep giving us makeup. We couldn't get a single on the radio. We can't get shit. And what we do know is this. Rihanna and A$AP Rocky. Used to talk back in the day. Now they rekindle whatever. I read that she just wants to be single. She's not really getting into anything. Basically, they just smoking weed, talking about fashion, and fucking. Basically, to summon all up. she fucking. She's smoking. They have fun. They're hanging out. She's living her life. I mean, if that's the case, bitch, if you want to go back to any of your exes, and I know people are going to probably get on me about this, but... Fuck, go back to Chris Brown. Chris Brown already said in an interview that he's still in love with her, so we already know who her is. We know it ain't no fucking Carucci, we know it's Rihanna. He is in love with Rihanna. Everybody knows that, and whatever happened at Grammy Night, listen, the Grammys, them, that show something wrong every grammy day something goes wrong yeah one year Whitney Houston died then we got Kobe dying the night of the Grammys then um then you know the Rihanna and Chris Brown thing happened at the Grammys if that didn't happen Rihanna and Chris Brown would still be together they will be the power couple. They love each other. Now, if they do get back together and she accepts Chris with his fucking baggage and them two beautiful ass kids. Listen, bitch. Listen. Listen. We're not going to judge you. I mean, you're just going to be some somebody's stepmother. He can probably put one in you and you can pop one out. But y'all just need to be back together because all these people that y'all keep going to, they is just not filling the void of y'all being together, okay? Now, y'all was young. People was everywhere. Fame was everywhere. I got all of it. My man paid his dues. You forgave him. Y'all just need to be back together because you hanging around the city with ASAP Rocky after this nigga did what he did with the black people, and you know you down with the brown, and you love your black girls, and you like black men. Ma- I, I don't even know why you're entertaining it because I don't know. But you know what they say about New York guys. New York guys got some swag with them that is just on a different caliber. I, I don't know what it is, but bitch, I can understand that, okay, because New York guys got something different. Okay, just something different about them. Um, And, you know, Chris Brown, you know, he grew up in a little bit of New York. That's why he know how to toe wop so good and shit. But at the end of the day, Rihanna, I just want what's best for you. okay. and at the end of the day, you're not giving us no music. You keep giving us eyeliners, lip liners, lip glosses, fucking eyelashes, fucking panties and bras and robes. But no music. So, if anything, bitch, can you give us an exciting date in life? At least. Okay? Because Ace Rocky is not exciting. Uh, and I don't know what the fuck conversations y'all talking about. The only three things that I can think y'all could be doing is smoking, talking about fashion, and fucking. That's it. W-F-F. Weed, fashion, and fucking. That's it. It's nothing else. It can't be. So... You know, I hope this little, this two show pass, this little thing you going through. And, you know, the guy that she was talking with, his ass son married some white girl. Okay. So, you know, we knew that was going to come. He's Muslim. So they believe in having 35 different girlfriends and Rihanna just wasn't winning. I honestly think, on too, that. Rihanna may be that girl that just likes to have herself a good time. She's about to be, you know, she's 30. She's living her life. She's on vacations. She's not in the studio. And she's just doing what she wants. And, you know, ain't nothing wrong with it. But I'm not liking the choice. Like, the choice got to go. Gotta go. He's, he's just not the one. It just got to go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Um... So, I saw too this rumor that Tracy Ellis Ross is dating Kenya Barris. Now, Kenya Barris is the creator of Blackish, and Tracy Ellis Ross plays on Blackish. And Blackish is based off of Kenya's marriage to the lady named Rainbow, who actually is the character that Tracy Ellis Ross plays. Now, Kenya and Rainbow have been together for 20 years. He asked for a divorce on his 50th birthday, I think, last year. And they shared five or six kids together, one of them. So they're doing that. does it sound messy. It does. Does it sound like it's going to cause her some issues on set? Maybe. Is it like, you know, Tracy, how long have you been messing with him type thing? It does. It brings a lot of questions up. Um, at the end of the day, we know Rainbow's going to get paid. She's smart. But out of all the people, see, this is where I just don't understand Hollywood. After, after, It has to be very small. It has to be. Like I was telling somebody the other day, Hollywood is it's a planet of its own. You got Earth, you got Saturn, you got Jupiter, you got Mars, you got Venus, and then Hollywood is a planet. Because it just doesn't make any sense. How, it, out of all the guys, out of all the men, you end up with your technically your boss. That's that's what he is, your boss. And you're playing a character about his real life wife. Like what the fuck? Like what the fuck do people be thinking when they trying to get into these relationships? Like I just don't understand. Like what the fuck comes across their mind? Is it? I can't even. I mean, I just thought, you know, if we were going to find out you were dating somebody, I just expected to be a white boy. I didn't even expect it to be your boss. I didn't know what was happening. Like, I, I was just lost. I was lost. And so, you know, I, I don't know what to do. I don't what to do. So, for right now, we're just going to call it a rumor. It's just a rumor. A rumor um it's just so much that's going on um Terry Crews and his bullshit talking about he only support his wife he don't need to support Gabrielle Union then the other then just this weekend he posts tweets and doing tweets about how now he support Gabrielle Union I don't know what that's all about who knows um but it's it's clearly all over the place um Love & Hip Hop New York and Love & Hip Hop Miami have been explosive. That bonus guy is a genius, I'm telling you. And She did really good by bringing Jocelyn back to Love & Hip Hop Miami because Miami was very dry and now that Jocelyn's on the show, the ratings have gone up. I'm sure of it because Honey brings it. And also with bringing all the OGs back from New York. Now... (laughs) I don't know what people see in Sin. People talking about Sin is her girl. Tahiri is my bitch. Okay, she don't want no damn Joe Button. She ain't think about no Joe Button. Her and Joe Button are done. They're just good friends. There are times, people, that people can be good friends with their exes and have no intentions. None whatsoever. But you know, this is TV. This is half of this is real, half of this is fake. Now, do I think Tahiri wants Joe Button? No. Do I think Joe Button wants Tahiri? Yes does he want sin no does he respect her yes can they co-parent yes that's it but you know it's tv they have to make it look like you know they're so in love with each other they need each other you know they miss the times they had blah 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 and half of the time that's just you know not what it is but hey you know um one more thing before we close this work something segment out. Um Tanache, she says to record straight about the Ben Simmons breakup. So apparently, you know, she was heartbroken. She saw Ben walking around with Kendall Jenner like she was a girl that was in love and everybody has been there. You've been with someone or you've talked to somebody and you're starting to like get to know this person and things like that. And then you see them with another girl or cheating or whatever. You're heartbroken. You're devastated. She was devastated. She was heartbroken. And I think she just came out, set the record straight because everybody when they interview her, they keep asking her this question about him and asking him how did this happen, how she felt about this, about Kendall Jenner, instead of asking her like, girl, you okay, girl? Like, girl, you know, like you just want that person. Like when your friends break up with somebody and they're heartbroken over that person, you're just like comforting them like, Yeah, you know, he ain't shit and this and the third. But it's like for her, since she's in the other planet, on the other side of the world, people are just like, oh, so, you know, you saw the picture of them, like, oh, what you thought, like, you know, just forgetting about her feelings, I was kind of happy that she opened up, and, you know, let people know how she felt, and let people knew, like, you know, let people know, and explain, like, look, that nigga broke my heart, like, shit was crazy, you know, like, I saw a real, real, realness, a real side to her, now, She can't perform. I mean, she go. I don't know. Like the music. That's it for another day. Another day. Um, oh yeah. Okay. So let's get into what you won't do. So what you won't do is worry about the next Ivy Park relaunch because Popeyes has you covered. Okay. They have a website that you can go on. You can order everything that looks like Ivy Park. And it has the Popeye's logo, the Popeye's signature. You can even dress it up, switch it up. They got all the different colors. They got burgundy. They got the oranges. They got the khaki. They got everything. Okay? If you didn't make the relaunch or if you miss the launch of the Ivy Park, you can go to Popeye's. And you'll be fine. You'll be looking cute. You'll be looking cute. The Popeye's logo is so small on the snitching stitching of the, of the shirts and sweatshirts. People wouldn't even be able to. Wouldn't even know. You'll be fine. And then what you won't do is sleep on Lil' Wayne he still got it. His new album, Funeral, is the shit. Now, I know he be on some shit. He be in a whole different world. Just like he said, Twenty one Savage is a um he thought it was a group or some shit. I don't know where fuck he be at. But his new album. I listen to it. I love it. I like it. He's spitting. It's classic Lil Wayne album. Classic Wayne album. And nobody can tell me otherwise, okay? At all. Hands down. So, what you won't do is worry about the next Ivy Park relaunch. Just go to Popeyes. I forgot the site, too. I gotta... It's something... Something... Popassomething.com, some shit, but they got a whole website. You can order it. They mail it to you. They got all different sizes. I think they even got plus sizes. Okay, so you can order that. And then what you won't do is sleep on Lil Wayne. Okay, that new album is the shit. Raymond Wayne is rapping, and he's giving it in one one uh track. He like pauses for like twenty four seconds to show um, homage to Kobe. So I thought that was dope. So, but that's what you won't do. Okay, so this is episode 103, Mamba Mentality. I hope everyone has a wonderful work week, okay? I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. Yet again, make sure that you check us out on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and many more. Um, Also, you can follow us on shankha underscore chronicles, and that's my Instagram and my Twitter, I believe it's the same. Shane Kai underscore Chronicles. Okay, good people. So yet again, everyone have a good work week. Everyone try to keep your mamba mentality, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's in the bedroom, whether it's in dating, whatever. Okay. Just try to keep it up, you know, because everybody can't have that mamba mentality, but you can achieve it. Okay. um. So yet again, like I always say, like I always do, I'm out.